0: I am so humbled that the Yard Speaks message is spreading far and wide. My guest today hails from the United States and is a mutual connection from our extensive network of incredible young changemakers. It is riveting to find out that we exist in an age where technology allows me to manage my podcast entirely virtually from my room. It has connected guests from over five continents and crossed 1,000 listens, and today, incredible inspirations are reaching out to share their story on the Art Speaks podcast, from across the globe and from an entirely different time zone. We're going from AEST to Pacific Standard Time for this one, from Melbourne to San Jose. Get excited. Here at the Art Speaks Podcast, we strive to bring the most incredible stories from young entrepreneurs who are making a difference in our world today. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an impact on all of our lives in some way or form this past year. Whether it's school, university, work, that gathering you wanted to attend, or even that date, trust me, we feel you. Where many of us only see never-ending problems, there are some bright sparks who have found ways to solve plights faced by the masses through innovation, by implementing logically sound and simple solutions to very complex problems. I won't give you all the facts, but the young man on my podcast today is single-handedly responsible for helping the Californian government and specifically the San Francisco Bay Area, save approximately $300,000 and protect over 40% of small businesses that don't have websites from shutting down permanently. Might I add, he's only just about to start university and is using technology as his secret weapon in the fight against COVID-19. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door, Milton Berle sums up the countless doors this young man has started building and continues to build, not only for the next generation, but for today's generation too. Please welcome Rayan Garg, co-founder of Elevate the Future. Rayan, it's an absolute privilege to have you on today. I'm fascinated by all you've achieved and all I'm sure you will achieve in the future. I wish you Godspeed, But before we get started, I'd like you to please share with us all, who is Rayan Garg?
1: Yeah, Rayan Garg is a high school student who is a passionate entrepreneur and is passionate as well about creating change in his community, specifically around education, as it is a very important cause to him.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Rayan, and thank you very much for being on the podcast today. So if I may ask, how old are you today, Rayan?
1: yeah so as of now, I'm seventeen
0: you' seventeen wow, okay that's just mind blowing um that was that's that's a couple years younger than I expected when we first had our conversation, which just goes to show exactly how how further ahead you are than the curve so congratulations and you know, I'd really like to start talking about you know elevate the future. How did the idea for this come about what is elevate the future? And why does it matter to the countless people that you've now helped secure their livelihoods?
1: Yeah, so I remember in seventh grade, uh, and in wherever you are in the world, I was, you know, that that's seventh grade for me is middle school. I took this business class, and basically, I remember this one this one assignment we had, where you know mm-hmm. we had to take as much money as we could. We, mm-hmm. we had to take the five dollars we were given mm-hmm. and make as much mm-hmm. money as we could from it. Fantastic. And and so from that experience i was like hooked and Mm -hmm. i realized i love entrepreneurship and over the next few years i really developed like an even greater love for entrepreneurship and 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 so forth but by the time i reached you know 10th grade i realized like you know our society more than ever is facing Mm -hmm. more challenge more and more challenges and as as a planet not just you know one Mm -hmm. nation or the other Mm -hmm. nation but as a planet whether Mm -hmm. it's with climate change or poverty and I truly think, you know, education has the power to create this change. And I had up, up to this time spent a lot of time, you know, learning business and computer science. And I truly, by, by the time 10th grade arrived, felt like these are going to be really major uh, like fields in the next few decades in society. Yet the American education system doesn't teach them whatsoever at all. It's usually mm-hmm. left out entirely. And I know that in other places around the world, it is definitely the same. And so that's what really inspired me to go ahead and start Elevate the Future. And that's, you know, what motivates me every day to keep keep continuing.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. And what is Elevate the Future? What do you do out there?
1: Sure. So Elevate the Future is an international nonprofit that basically increases the access to business and computer science education through classes, workshops and summits held around the world.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Great. And how do you make all of this happen?
1: Uh, Yeah, I essentially make all of this happen. One, with my co-founder, uh, his name is Arjun. And together, you know, we really sit down, we talk, we bounce ideas off each other. And then, you know, we both have predefined roles. So in terms of like how I go about it, you know, I one thing that I definitely have learned and, and is really effective as a high schooler is cold outreaching and mm-hmm. i find people are, are often willing to help if, if you do like a cold outreach in the right way but mm-hmm. basically i went about you know trial and error and building something one time and then going through it
0: i see and with elevate the future the work that you've been doing has you know led you to many opportunities within the san francisco bay area and a lot of you know powerful impactful work that you can now quantify with numbers so why don't you share with us you know exactly how the programs you've been running have helped people get through this pandemic and the impact you've had with the work you've done
1: yeah sure at the beginning of the pandemic um at least in america and i think or in other schools around the world uh a lot of schools closed and that meant there was a lot of students who now didn't have access to education uh, mm-hmm. for, for, a, for a, I would say, a significant period of time, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the way we really helped people get through was we provided education um, in a time where, you know, otherwise they were just sitting at home. And I think it was a really comforting thing for the students was at least what we saw. The other way that, mm-hmm. you know, we really helped people get through the pandemic is we saw small businesses and we saw that small businesses all around us were crumbling. We saw that, you know, they were struggling at, at, for for like and, and about to close down is something we really thought mm-hmm. and so we decided you know we have capable students who are teaching to do web design why not you mm-hmm. know take these students and have them create a website for these business owners who are forced to shutter their entire physical storefronts and so mm-hmm. you know we kind of went ahead and decided to create work on this initiative as you can imagine it was there was a lot of steps we so had to walk through for this Mm -hmm. uh, and and setting it up but we've now been able to help you know dozens of businesses basically go and have a whole new online e-commerce platform that they didn't have before the pandemic and so they have a whole new avenue of revenue that they're able to generate and I think that's something that's really amazing too because the students as well now they didn't just learn during the pandemic they actually applied they can go back Mm -hmm. next year and that website will still be there
0: hmm. So what you're saying is none of these businesses had websites at the time that you went and approached them to create these e-commerce platforms for them.
1: Yeah, that is that is completely correct. But in, I think the, the great news is, you know, as we've been sort of growing and building, we've been able to spread the word. And so now we've actually had people reaching out to us who don't have websites and need help. And I think that's really great to be able to see as well
0: amazing and is there a cost involved with these websites that you build for people
1: yeah so for these small business owners there is definitely like a monthly cost um whether like basically for the web hosting costs and the domain costs Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. up till now funded it for the first three months for these business Mm -hmm. owners so they kind of get like you know the first three months for free and worst case Mm -hmm. they can always like decide not to go forward with the site if they feel that the cost is going to be too heavy to them but the actual process Mm -hmm. of building and providing them a site itself that is completely free and i know google has estimated that it's somewhere cost usually somewhere from four to five thousand dollars for a small business to get that type of to to get a site similar to what we would do so i think that Mm -hmm. it's really nice for these business owners who often don't have that much money especially during the pandemic to be able to get a free site
0: fantastic and your work has been getting quite a lot of recognition as well and you know i believe you've been in the process of being awarded um monetary uh, incentives to continue this work that you're doing would you like to shed some light on that
1: yeah sure so in terms of you know press we've been really fortunate to be featured by nasdaq um uh a, like a certain sector of abc in the u.s abc las vegas and then kpix mm-hmm. which is also known as cbs san francisco along with yahoo mm-hmm. finance and so we've really been fortunate to be featured in these places and that's really helped get the word out which I think has been really amazing to see the support from people and uh, the small business owners who are then interested and in terms of funding we have gotten funding from the Department of State the Department of Defense and a few other organizations such as the National Center for Women in Technology and our local city of Cupertino all which are really helping us support the costs of these first three months of domain and web hosting. Uh, which is Mm -hmm. is really key for these businesses. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. You know, Brian, at, at the age you're at to have this kind of support coming in from the entities that you've mentioned really is a phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. So congratulations and the work you're doing to protect those businesses, to give them that support, that leg that they need to push forward and, you know, see this pandemic through that's something very few people are able to do so congratulations on on all that great work now um obviously you're doing some absolutely groundbreaking work but what has been one of the key lessons you've learned in starting up elevate the future and growing it to the point it's at today or scaling it if you will
1: yeah so i think i've learned a few different lessons but just to touch on a few one major lesson that i think applies for for listeners to all aspects of life is persistent. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a lot of this is, you know, for example, we at first when we were building out um, Project Falcon and we wanted to get the word out to small businesses, we wanted to tell them about this. Many of them, for example, thought, you know, wow, high schoolers are providing a free site. This sounds like like a scam. And when mm-hmm. we were reaching out to, let's say, the initial uh, chambers of commerce, they they were like, well oh high schoolers they're probably you know just a joke like the preconceived notion that might come with being a teenager trying to do an initiative like this and so Mm -hmm. if we had stopped at that moment we wouldn't have been able to provide these business owners with any sites but you know of course what i really learned through this entire process is the key is persisting and i think you know we didn't give up after that set of business owners i think there was a list that came out um around the time the blm protests happened of black restaurants or african-american-owned restaurants to support and we actually i remember we actually ended up calling all of the businesses on the spreadsheet who we didn't see having a website and trying to help them and that's actually how we got our first out of businesses and i just think like trying new strategies persisting is is how you know you're able to to move forward as as an organization or in all different aspects of life i do so many different things outside of elevate the future like for example with speech and debate and i've really learned the the importance of persistence there as well so so i think that's the first thing and the second really key thing that i wanted to share is learning and i think you have to learn from your mistakes and i think mistakes happen for everyone or you know learning experiences happen Mm -hmm. for everyone but it's about how you learn from them and what I mean by that is like I'll give an example so uh, for Elevate the Future we had worked a good part of of, of our summer after 10th grade on creating a curriculum Mm -hmm. and this this Mm -hmm. was a curriculum we'd spent a lot of time on we had gone through all the different hoops of you know getting a student Mm -hmm. to to agree with us working with minors all those different things and we were now on our first ever class so you know we didn't know like much at that time first ever class we get there we see like 30 40 kids we see the teacher Mm -hmm. we're really happy but then you know all of a sudden there's a there's a problem the kids did not have their permission slip signed like a good you know 15 or so Uh kids did not have their permission Mm -hmm. slip signed, and because of the way like at least laws in our area work and stuff like that they were not able to basically attend the class they just weren't so now we had a dilemma we had to continue teaching the students who needed to be taught and then we now had students whose parents were planning to pick them up at 4 30 and understand these are like elementary school kids they they couldn't just you know go and sit somewhere and the office was kind of angry because they had like 15 kids coming in to now like call their parents so there's now this whole dilemma that's become a mess for the school and you know, we persisted through that through that specifically. Uh, I mean, and just for further information, we actually ended up splitting up. Mm-hmm. There was like four of us there, four of us like instructors there, high school volunteers there. Mm-hmm. So we split up and two, two people, you know, stayed with the students outside and helped facilitate that. And mm-hmm. two people stayed inside. But what we basically learned is that for every future class, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, in this same location or for further locations we ended up creating, we made for mm-hmm. that, like, weeks before the permission slip was signed and you know if you didn't Mm -hmm. turn in the permission slip by this date you couldn't get the information to attend the class we made it like we made sure that this was never a fiasco that happened again and i think that was like a really key to us being able to hold classes successfully
0: Mm -hmm. fantastic and you know these are very important values right and the fact that you have them Makes me keen to ask a bit about, you know, your heritage, where you're from and what gets you up every day in the morning, because these are principles that have to be ingrained in us from a young age. Although they can be taught at a later age, um, having them so early on and acting on them, as you always mentioned, not just learning, actually applying, is very important. So if you could touch on, you know, what gets you up every day in the morning and, and your heritage and where these values and principles came from. I think it'll be really valuable for, for other listeners to hone in on these skills and focus on how you can build this this attitude of perseverance and learning from your mistakes instead of, you know, taking them on and, and beating yourself up about them.
1: Yeah, so in terms of heritage, I was fortunate enough to, you know, be born in San Jose, which is near the Silicon Valley, and basically grow up here. But in terms of heritage, and I think this has really affected me a lot, was My mom is actually a first generation immigrant from India and my dad actually grew up in Africa and is a first generation immigrant um, and and came here for college. But I think what's really interesting is I, when I was younger, I was actually end up Mm -hmm. visiting those places. And I remember when I visited Africa, for example, I was actually Mm -hmm. able to Mm -hmm. see, you know, how it was like for the students there and see what they went through and observe all of these different things. Cause my grandparents, by the way, Uh, still live in in my my dad's parents basically my grandparents still live in Africa up till this day and I've lived there for you know over 40 years and so yeah I've I've gone back and because of that you know also like with my mom's heritage I basically traveled the world and got to understand and see and respect different cultures and kind of understand also a little bit about you know they also see how they live. And, and I think that's really interesting and has been a major reason for why I believe education is really important. Because I saw how, you know, in Africa, many of these students would have loved to have a higher level of education that we are able, able and fortunate, I feel like, to have in the United States. But I, I, mm-hmm. that, that's a major reason um, why I feel like education is important and, and what gets me up every day
0: fantastic that's that's nice to know and and nice to see the african heritage uh, as i'm sure um you know as well i'm also you know spent 21 years of my life in south africa that's where i grew up that's where i studied so it's nice to see you know that heritage plays such an important role in defining your character and who you become um as you grow up so lovely to hear that and now uh last but not least a twofold question one of the greatest challenges you've faced as a founder and one of the biggest pieces of advice you've ever received for young budding entrepreneurs. So just to go through that again, one of the greatest challenges you've ever faced and one of the biggest pieces of advice that you've ever received for young budding entrepreneurs, just like yourself.
1: Sure. So I think my answer to this will almost be like, you know, kind of two in one, but basically I know one of the greatest challenges that I face that might actually be applicable to listeners is something I've touched on a little bit earlier in this podcast is about being a high schooler and that, that kind of legitimacy. Every time, sure, mm-hmm. look, I definitely would agree there's people to help because, you know, you're younger, but every time you reach out to a, to maybe like a corporation you want to work with or a local government agency mm-hmm. or an, any other nonprofit, many times they'll be like, Mm -hmm. not it's very hard to get a response back especially when you don't know them Mm -hmm. and i think you know Mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs or for for even like nonprofit leaders you really do need to do cold outreach a lot of the time so i think that's why this is going to be really Mm -hmm. relevant to the audience that's listening and uh my i guess lesson or advice from this experience or this big challenge that i faced is that you have to i guess try different things so i know initially i was just looking Mm -hmm. at the email address like the contact us email address you find for most sites and then I would stop there and Mm -hmm. like you know I wouldn't get a response and I'd be like okay I've sent so many emails you know no one's responding I don't know what to do but then uh I actually Mm -hmm. tried using LinkedIn which is actually you know how how I ended up discovering this podcast but basically on on LinkedIn you like for example I would find you know the head agency of one of these organizations and I would message them and it would come off as a lot more human and from there i got so many more responses just with that method or for example i'll give an example i was trying to reach out to the city of san jose uh to Mm -hmm. suggest my initiative and maybe see if they were open to a partnership to get the word out to san jose small businesses i was really having a struggle struggle with this this was one of the biggest challenges for the initiative with helping small businesses and we just kept reaching out to san jose and they just weren't responding so then, what we actually ended up doing was reaching out to one of the departments in the city of San Jose. So the, like the the Economic Development Center. We reached out and we found the email of the person leading that, and like which was you know public information. Uh, and then we then went ahead and actually okay. ended up emailing that person. That's when we actually ended up to now having a partnership with the city of San Jose, where we're hoping to help you know over a hundred small businesses this year. But the the whole situation was that i had to try a different thing i had to you know try new things try different techniques and i think that's really what what you have to do with cold messaging and i think especially in all different facets as an entrepreneur linkedin can be so helpful in finding people and reaching out to them Mm -hmm. and you know forming that first connection
0: fantastic you know there's a reason why i named uh this episode, the Avengers Initiative, because while there are a lot of things that are out of our control, much like the COVID-19 pandemic, there are people like you who are making that difference and helping people get back up on their feet through the work you do. So this is phenomenal, like literally absolutely phenomenal, Rayan. So thank you so much for your time today. I'm super grateful and this was super insightful. Um, As always, I wish you all the very best and I'd love to keep tracking your journey and have another episode where we see how much progress you've made in this short amount of time so all the very best speak soon take care and have a lovely day yeah sure
1: if i may add one thing to to listeners out there i really want to encourage listeners if they see a problem in their community and they they really feel strongly about it and they're passionate about it don't feel afraid to take that first step because i know it can be so daunting But once you take that first step, you'll be really happy you took it. But yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And I really appreciate your time.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much, Ryan. Well, have yourself a great weekend. Take care and stay safe. Okay, you
1: too. Bye.
0: Well, there you have it. A young, shining star. Lighting up the lives and saving the lives of so many people. I'm always taken aback by how much young people can achieve together. Rayan, keep pushing on and being a beacon of light for young people across the globe. Barack Obama very rightfully said, The future belongs to young people with an education and the imagination to create. Until next time, al vida, farewell.